Welcome to Tiger Bites, the Tiger Tactics podcast, where we ask 10 questions of leading attorneys in the United States about what drives their firm forward. Today, your host is Billy Tarasio. Let's give it a go. I'd rather see your face. Hi, this is Billy Tarasio with Tiger Bites Podcast, and today I am so excited to be joined by one of my favorite people, attorney Chad Burton. Hello. Hi, Chad. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? I I'm, like the name of your podcast. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I'm so excited to have you on today because um, you were one of the first readers of Tiger Tactics, and you were one of maybe 10 people or so that read it in its raw original form before we had really put it all together. So I'm, I really appreciate you being here today to kind of talk about your take on Tiger Tactics. Oh, no problem. I'm happy to talk about it. Yeah, it's, it's been interesting to read it was interesting to read the early format of it when you were trying to figure out what's the best way to structure it. And yeah, it's very, I mean, just quite frankly, it's pretty impressive how you all kind of came together pretty easily to figure out a structure to get it edited and get it put together in a, in a functional usable format. So very cool. <laughs> so that's interesting feedback. So what you're saying is when you first read it, you, you thought to yourself, how the heck are they going to make this work as a book? And we, well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's be clear like it's you know it's you're an author and i don't know if the other the other authors have written books before but it's one thing when you have so you have five very you know smart strong personalities involved with this tiger tactics obviously you know and uh tigery people and so i can imagine that it would it could be difficult to get five people that are used to running their own show on the same page to get a book together like that. I could, but you obviously pulled it off well. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And I appreciate your feedback that kind of helped pull it all together. Really, those original readers were tremendously helpful. So thanks for that. Were there, were there any particular subjects that, um, that really resonated with you in the book? Any sub, yeah, I guess there's probably two that stand out that tend to, uh, I tend to identify with nowadays. One is the launching of the firm and the other one is um, the, the intake portions. I guess that makes sense. Um, you're doing a lot of work with firms right now in both of those areas, right? Right, yeah, absolutely. So kind of, well, that and having launched a firm in the past, it's, uh, just listening, you know, reading your stories and, and, and hearing about, you know, how others do it is always very interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. And you have, I think a unique perspective because you not only built um, and owned a firm and ran a firm yourself, but, but you now work inside other people's law firms and you've been doing that essentially full time for quite a while now, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, started, once I left the bigger firm world and started my own firm in about 2009 or 10, I guess. Um, it was about 2013 or so started working in other firms as well. And so, yeah, I've been able to see lots of different uh, ways that people operate across the country. 
Cool. Cool. Well, then let's talk about launch first, and then I'd like to circle back to intake. If you were to launch a firm today, what would you do? What would I do? Um, sounds kind of like, this sounds kind of fun, actually. Um, I guess I'd start with, oftentimes when it seems like when you're starting a firm, uh, you most lawyers know they want to start a firm, they're going out on their own, but the the plan often isn't in place and so i think the best way to start is really focusing on you know who or what are your clients going to be start there because that really permeates the rest of your of how you're going to operate from a structure standpoint what does your office space look like what does your team look like what does your technology look like but you need to start understanding who you're serving and then um start getting clients in the door and start driving revenue. That's interesting. So in Tiger Tactics, we really argue that you should start with vision, but you're saying start with your client. Yeah. I mean, when you're, when you're really, I don't, I don't think most people, unless you've really have a done it before or B um, have, you know, experienced starting something it's, I think the, the vision of it and what, you know, how it, how it's going to end up is going to change so much. And, um, and I guess, I mean, arguably like the type of client helps drive the vision, but I think that the, just knowing who you want to serve first is going to be the core of what, what you do. I don't disagree with you at all. Um, every time that I've started a business and, and within the law firm, it's always really been surrounding who, who is the client that I'm serving. And as that changed, the vision necessarily had to change. So I think that that's really wise, especially because trying to determine a vision when you're starting from scratch seems like a very difficult thing to do. So I like that you're offering this alternative. And so when I started my firm, I started out as a solo and I liked it and it was going well. And I was serving, I was still doing, you know, mostly litigation, business litigation, uh, some transactional work for businesses. Um, but it took, I don't know, I'd say I was probably nine, 10 months into it and realized that, you know, I liked the idea of being solo, but I wanted to do something more you know just different and run a different type of firm and that's when I started figuring out okay how do I grow a firm and you know make it and develop like this virtual law firm model and and that's that wasn't the vision up front there's no plan behind that it was just it that evolved over time and that's a significant so within a year I significantly changed the model what the firm looked like mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah. Well, I, I think that that's really instructive. And I think, uh, you know, if you find yourself stuck on vision, which many people may be, you know, when they read Tiger Tactics and they're told start with this vision, which is a great way to start. But the, the alternative is figure out your client and serve the client and, and let the vision kind of evolve and make sure that you're continually coming back to it so that you don't end up um, kind of a hodgepodge of a firm. Right. Yep. And so, okay. So first you start with the client and then what would you do for technology? 
That's a good question. I've been getting that at, I've been asked that a lot recently. Um, if I were starting a firm, what would the tech look like? And I think it's a really interesting topic because there's so much very, there's a lot of cool legal tech that's out there now that was barely in existence when I started my firm. And that's still back when people thought the cloud was the devil, you know, <laughs> and um, so there's so many options out there. So I, I'm kind of a 50, 50 toss up as to whether I would adopt traditional case management software or create something more from scratch. And I don't mean necessarily coding something, but cause I don't know how to code, but the you know, using non-legal industry tools, uh, like project management tools and, different types of billing tools that maybe aren't related to the legal industry and using those and in kind of a DIY develop it in a way that I like kind of manner. Um, I've just for kind of fun explored, could I run a law firm off of, you know, pretty much Google or Trello, the project management tool. And I think you can get, besides the billing part, which is those are relatively easy add-ons. You can get most of the way there and what, you, especially when you're starting out. Um, and so I think those are kind of some interesting ways of looking at it. So I think that the tech, but regardless, if I'm starting out something, you're not going to overly complicate the tech. You shouldn't. There's so many things that are out there. And so you need to go about manually operating the firm before you dive into the tech super heavy. Well, that's something that I've heard you say before that, that I think is really important. And that's that people just need to do the work and that we can get bogged down in the setup and the decisions and the technology and, and the marketing. And that's not your approach at all. Well, it was, um, quite frankly, you helped change my mind on a, a, some Fantastic. Not all. Not all. <laughs> you don't get like all the credit for it, but you're helpful on it. But the, yeah, I mean, I used to think about how do you, you know, automate and implement tech first. Uh, for example, when I started my firm, uh, I remember the first morning, it, part of it happened kind of quickly. And I remember the first morning I was sitting there, I'd gone out uh, and bought a Mac and uh, went to search for, uh, legal, you know, case management software that works on Macs and there was nothing. And so that was like one of the first things I did the first morning. It was like kind of the, the sun rises and I'm like, oh, I've got a firm. Let's start this. And I'm like, let me go find case management software. So I started with that. And right. of course I found that there were really no legal case management software options out there for Macs. Hence learning about the cloud very quickly. But the the point is i kind of started down that path and looking for those answers and but i think now it's it's a better approach to really think about getting to work seeing what you know how you operate and then turning to you know the automation and the tech piece of things this is a fantastic time to break for our sponsors but don't go anywhere because we're going to talk about intake in just a minute 
If you want to build your brand and get your firm noticed in the community, social media marketing can be your tool to dominate your local market. But too many lawyers and agencies treat social media marketing like just another place to spend money. That's just wrong. At FirmFlex, we can show you the way to build your brand the right way on social media. Want to grow your brand on social media the right way? Visit GetFirmFlex.com. If your law firm feels out of control or you don't know how to achieve growth and predictability, you need to know about Modern Law Practice. Modern Law Practice is designed to optimize law firms with coaching and implementation of best practices of everything from technology to data to financial modeling, culture, management, and more. Don't wait for your firm to start bringing you peace and prosperity. Contact modernlawpractice.com today. Successful lawyers are a different breed. Successful lawyers spend their time and think differently than everyone else, and they recognize that they need other people to succeed, others who are doing things bigger, better, and faster than they are. No lawyers get ahead in this world without a ton of help. It isn't self-help that we need, it's help from others, and there's no reason that you have to practice law in isolation. The mastermind experience by attorney John Fisher will give you the opportunity to be in a group of like-minded, achievement-oriented lawyers who dramatically leverage each other's successes to do things that would otherwise be impossible. For more information, go to mastermindexperience.com. Okay, so Chad, talk to me about intake. That was the other chapter that you found really resonated with you and what what were your biggest takeaways and what are your biggest tips for intake uh how much time do we have like five hours for intake on this podcast um we have five more minutes oh okay all right (laughs) got it uh yeah i mean if you if this was like two or three years ago and we were talking about intake i was like yeah that's important obviously for law firms but i wouldn't necessarily have probably chosen that as kind of the top two things that resonated with me. But, you know, obviously we've been doing a lot of work with intake um, over the past, you know, what, year and a half, two years. And it's just so important for small firms to get that part down because it has so many, it has so many effects on your firm. It, not only tweaking it and getting it right helps bring more clients in and the right types of clients, uh, but it also just helps your team operate smoother. Mm-hmm. It either takes it, the role off of somebody internally or you, you realize how much you have to focus on getting somebody just solely you know, functioning with intake internally. So it's kind of a, it's a very interesting and important topic to get a firm in line and when you're talking about like our previous discussion on processes and procedures and things like having those you know having those in line and you know the right tools in line are are super helpful to get your intake process going so what are the top tips you have for people who are doing it themselves so if you're doing it yourself if you're if you're doing you know uh the intake process internally you want a person you want a person that's just dedicated to doing intake because what we've seen is that when uh you know a person internally is in charge of answering the phones and talking to potential clients and they also have you know five thousand other things they need to do um administratively or otherwise 
then they're not really focused on those clients. And a couple of things happen. One is that the client recognizes that and doesn't feel like they're, is listened, they're being listened to or is comfortable with the firm uh, if the person, if it was, the, un, had their undivided attention. Uh, and the other thing, I mean, things get missed. I mean, we've seen where you have somebody that is not solely focused on an intake. They're missing lots of lead opportunities because it's, it's a, almost a chore for them. It's something they've been assigned to do. And, you know, maybe they don't call back every lead that comes in or they just miss them because they're doing a thousand different things. So you miss client opportunities there. And even if they are talking to somebody, sometimes we've seen where the potential client gets sent away too easily and say, oh, we don't work with you know, this type of case, mostly because they just want to get off the phone so they can get back to their email and doing other tasks. So I think that's a, that's a huge, being able to dedicate somebody to intake or at least be able to divide up their workflow so that they're not distracted with other things is super important. And so would you recommend a specific Okay, so the tip you gave us was that we need to have a dedicated intake person. Let's say we've got that dedicated intake person, then what? Then you need to get the systems and processes in place and how you do that. I think it just depends on you know, where you are with your firm. You can make it super easy where you're tracking everything you know, religiously on a Google Sheet or different type of spreadsheet to leveraging technology that is you know, focused on intake and you know, will track your leads and push your, um, your, your new cases and, and conversions into your case management software. So that there's, you can really run the gamut with it for sure. Uh, we've, with our intake process, we've kind of taken a middle ground where we found that uh, the best way to get data and use it in an effective way um, is to kind of leverage kind of the, the best of tools, like the best of certain features and tie those together, integrate those, and then we'll be able, it's a better way to manage the data coming out of it as well as executing on um, processing the leads. I love that, using the best of tools. I love that because so often we are all, um, unhappy with the software that we're using for one feature or another feature. And you've just taken a completely different approach where you're like, I'm going to find the best software for the feature I want and have it do that feature. Yeah. And, that, and that's harder. And that I, and I flip back and forth on this. I, sometimes you want that all in one thing, but when it comes down to it, if you can manage different tools that are integrated together, that give you those kind of the best features I think that ultimately is the best like model so that you can, you know, you're going at it more strategically at that point. You're not settling for something that doesn't work based on how you want to operate. Chad, I have one final question for you before we wrap up today. What is the best piece of advice you have ever received or the best piece of advice you could give for lawyers out there? Ooh, fun. Uh, I think it's, I mean, this is overly used perhaps in the tech world, but it's, you know, it's kind of the, it's, it's the advice of move quickly and break things. You need to try, 
you know, instead of getting hung up on perfection, just start working on something and go. And our profession doesn't always work that way. You don't get to turn in a brief that is halfway done to the court. You don't, you know, you need it to be perfect in every footnote and, you know, citation perfect. Um, but when you're talking about things like running a business, you know, and growing a firm, and if you want to figure out the best way to operate it, you need to try things. And it, yeah, it's going to take time and you, you need to try things and not everything's going to work. And, and yeah, it sucks if something doesn't work out, but if you really give it a try, you'll, you'll get into this behavior of when you have a challenge within the firm that you're trying to solve, you can jump in quickly to start, to start remedying it with, whether it's, you know, implementing a new tool, working on a new uh, process and procedure. Uh, but yeah, so I guess it, it's just move quickly. Think about it as a, everything is always a work in progress and nothing is ever going to be perfect from how your business operates and you will make mistakes, but as long as you move quickly and uh, try things, you'll, you'll be more satisfied with how you, you operate your firm. Wonderful. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on today. And we, we really appreciate it. And hopefully we can have you on another time. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to Tiger Bites, the Tiger Tactics podcast. If you have read Tiger Tactics and want to be a guest, please visit amazon.com to leave a review or go to tigertacticsbook.com to join our mailing list. (laughs) 